Bishop oh, Bobby, you. welcome, my friend. Hello, Padre. Hello, everybody. Nice to be here. Happy, Happy New Year, Bobby. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yes. So are you excited about tonight? Very much. And I think it's perfect timing, as always. As, <laughs> I know. Isn't that amazing what oh, happens? My gosh. You know, we're going to change some hearts tonight. I agree 100%. <laughs> and how, how about you, Bishop Dana? Hey, here I am so grateful to have some sanity for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've all surrendered and allowed grace to take us home. I, I also want to thank everyone for tuning in. I think it's a, a great testament to your desire to grow in the spirit and to be a part of community because we have the outside world blasting away today at all types of conversations. But isn't it nice we can really focus in on what we all have? And that's really the peace that passes all understanding. If we can give that as a gift to the world, as we will tonight, and to each other, we will put one more drop in this ocean of love. And we'll continue to expand that. Bishop Bobby, would you embrace our community with an opening prayer? I'd be honored to. Thank you, Padre. Most beloved creator, supreme source of love, and light. We bow before you and acknowledge this opportunity to be in your presence as a spiritual family. Thank you. Beloved, you have called us to witness your miraculous testimony through your shepherds as we speak together tonight. Thank you. Holy Spirit, we celebrate your presence, this spiritual family, and all of the light beings and angels, the guides and intercessors, and divine grace, which is pouring into this space now. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Holy Spirit, we welcome you, and we ask that you fall upon us now. Mana from heaven, thank you. With God, all things are possible. Let us unite our hearts in peace humility, so that the perfume from heaven, spirit consciousness, children of the creator can experience ourselves in oneness and everlasting love in your name, in your holy name. Amen. Amen. That was such an anchoring prayer, Bobby. What we just stated before was, well, the Holy Spirit picked this day for us to have this for a new year. We could have done it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, but this day was picked for us. And look what happened, or look what is happening in this day, just around the United States, our political scene. And it's like, don't we need to be grounded at every portion? And isn't it beautiful that we can re-listen to this broadcast, and whenever we get caught off guard or sent away with other conversations, that we can come back to what God actually desires us to be part of the root of the, the great I am presence. And if we continue to be remembered of that, I think we are going to sail. We're going to sail high. We're not going to stay on this lower vibration. We're going to break through, but it starts here. The seed starts here. And I just think it's a wonderful opportunity of Bobby, Dane, and myself, Renee, Miriam, who was hosting the host, that we create this vortex, this portal of what really God wants to have come through is listening to the other's commentaries. We can get carried, our hearts can get open and also wounded by the words, by what is being said, and our emotions that will get involved in that. But I wanted tonight to, to enter into that promise, you know, that God has promised us. And the bishops are with me. We're going to start right now. We're here, Padre. We're here. All right. Thank you. I want to start out with Joshua 1, verses 6 to 9. I really wanted to focus in on what's important to all of us. And the Holy Spirit highlighted Joshua 1, 6 to 9, which states, Be strong and courageous, for you shall, you shall give these people the inheritance of the land that I swore to their fathers, which was Moses, that I would give them. Above all else, be strong and courageous. Be careful to observe all the laws that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn to the right or to the left, 
so that you may prosper wherever you are, wherever you go. This book of the law must not depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. And I love the last part. I have not commanded you. I have not commanded you to be strong and courageous. Question mark. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And what perfect words to plan in our soul for this year is God is never leaving us nor forsaking us. But we have to put our intention on what he has promised us. And to me, if you don't read the scriptures, at least the Christian scriptures, read Psalms. Start there. Or the Gospel of John. Those are easy reads, but it really affirms how much God loves each one of you. And if we step into that prefaces of that grace that's available to us, I believe we'll be led into, I call it the kingdom of God. And, you know, I look back on, and if you're with the series, and I appreciate everyone who's been tuning in month after month. It's precious in my world, but I know it's in yours. But if you just, the templates or the titles, the themes that the Holy Spirit picked, there's this theme running through. And I was just going through those this morning. And our October Zoom, the teachings were, be at peace. Don't rock the boat. God as my anchor. And look at the seeds that were planted back in October. And like all seeds, it needs to bear fruit. And I believe it's going to be a fruit-bearing year if we apply the principles. The other one was a treat we did, Abiding Love. The titles, Ask, Seek, and Knock. The Brilliant Morning Star. And Groundhog Day. That was Dana's talk. <laughs> but the idea was it, it placed everyone in a, a, a position to prosper. Instead of getting carried away with what other things are being done to us or with us or what we've seen on TV, we found a place. We're anchoring into the very presence of God. And so to me, that, to me that's the place I want to be. And I know you want, everyone wants to be there. Dana, if I talk about what one thing that was difficult for you to adjust to last year, what would that have been? The loss of faith, the loss of the second commandment, you know, love one another as yourself. And what I mean by the loss of faith is the loss of the rule of law, the loss of the understanding of science, where polarity is exaggerated and truth becomes your belief without proof. And that's different to me than faith. And of course, then it, I think I've learned in my own school, it's very hard to grow and change if the space isn't held sacred. I've always felt very blessed to live here in this country. And I'm not a proud American in that sense, but I believe in what America stands for in the freedom of religion and the freedom of speech and the ability to have God here in whatever form comes to you. And now it seems, and I'm, I'm thinking this has happened over not just four years or one year, maybe 20 years. I mean, it's just become so hard, so brittle instead of what I think can happen, what you're suggesting, and I'm hearing, we need to become united again. We need to agree to disagree, not disagree and, and shut each other out. We need to understand that God loves all of us and that the obstacles that we have to overcome with each other, whether it's social justice or whether it's environmental safety or whether it's just uh, health and the, and the ups and downs of, of how to participate with each other, that there is a way we can work with each other and see God in the other person as you're trying to talk about the differences that you see. And so that's been hard for me. It hurt my heart today. I, I cried when I saw it was happening because I've held really strong to prayer for our nation and the world at the same time, because I think this is universal. It's seen in other countries too. There's an extremism that seems to be uh, happening where people claim they're listening to God, but then they're marching to war. And I've never experienced God dictating a war. It's like the Psalms. I mean, he's helped those in the past that needed to fight to protect Dharma. Just like Krishna was guiding Arjuna when his cousins were trying to destroy the world type of idea. But it wasn't to destroy the others. It was just to create balance again, try to create calm and, and heart love again. 
heart wisdom. And so that's been the hardest thing for me to, to deal with. And as a result, every time I go to my healer, she says, your nervous system's on fire. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I'm getting rashes around my neck and it's right where I wear my beads. So I have to wear them outside my neck now because it's like this huge responsibility to actually calm down these flames. And so I've had to look at my own inner lack of faith, my own mixed truths type of thing and calm it down quite a bit and just listen, 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 listen. Those are profound words that you've created for our audience of where you were at even today. And I think it's, it's because it's personal. Each of us react in a different way. Some might be saying, yay, and others might be saying, oh, my heart, and vice versa, where four months ago during the summer when the, there was the protests, there were the riots, there was the looting, my heart was like, oh, my God, these poor people. Same now today. We, we all are in pain, period. And, but we have to own it in ourselves. We do and understand that that's where God can deal with us and hopefully spread it throughout. We talk about oneness, but it really does begin with us. Did we miss the mark? Did I miss the mark today? Did we miss the mark today? Just where our mind went or our heart went? Yes, but we know where to go to be reconnected. And tonight, that's why I'm just thanking God we have this program tonight because we can anchor ourselves back in and we can bring our bodies back into oneness in divine order. But I appreciate you, Dana, sharing that because I think your heart, uh, just by watching some of the chats go on, people are matching what you just said. So thank you for sharing that. Bishop Bobby, how do you translate or transition this upcoming year from the backdrop of last year? How do you cross over since we're so close to the leaving and beginning of the year? Well, Padre, the, the thing I try to do is put it into some kind of context that I understand. So I, I really like numbers. And so last year was a universal four year and we all learned a new process of living. And we also started building new foundations. So that's, that's kind of four energy. And this year we've uh, entered into a universal five year. So we're in the middle now. We're really in the middle ground. And if you think about it, that would relate to like the sign of Leo, which is God. It also is the skeleton in, in, in anatomy, but it's, it's the neck. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's where the, the neck and the body and the head come together. And the neck is, is a, a place where we have so much potential. You know, we have potential to become very human and we have the ability to start communicating with all life especially angelic life. It's very easy to start working with the angelic energies. So I'm thinking like we built a house last year, but now we're putting a roof on and that roof is going to be whatever we focus on. So if we're focusing on stress and turmoil and grievance and all this kind of stuff, we're going to have kind of a leaky roof. But if we have a roof where, where we feel very secure in divine protection and divine illumination, and we keep our focus there, even though there might be atrocious things happening around us. I am not blind to the world, but I am open to the mercy of heaven, the guidance of heaven, the confidence of heaven, higher consciousness, and a promise that God is with us. So I, I want to walk with a God that I understand, which is a God of peace, and a God of mercy and a God of healing and reconciliation, a God who, even though my heart might be breaking or I might be in stress or I might even be in conflict because, um, you know, th things are happening around me, it doesn't become my conflict. It's just witnessing conflict. And in that witness state, there's, there's again, possibility for transformation. Anyway, that's just kind of how I make sense of it. I like your world, Bobby, you know, because you're choosing grace. You're choosing to rise above, even though it might be right in front of you. And, and I've said this before, when Gandhi led the revolution, but he did it in peace and he didn't do it in fighting. He chose nonviolence. And it's like, if he could do that for a nation, not just for himself, for a nation that led to their freedom, we can do that in our, our walk with God and our conflict here. And isn't it usually, they say outer, inner, inner, outer. So if we do have the conflict inside, we're going to 
re respond to the conflict outside. So, but if we have peace, we can offer that. Peace wins. Peace that passes all understanding is really the victory in that. You know, I have a, another quote, it's actually the Proverbs. And I'd like to read that because I want to anchor us in spiritual truth. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than the gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is her right hand and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are always pleasant and all her pathways are peace. That's Proverbs 3, 13, 18. Again, being grounded in what is your truth? What is your, what do you stand for? We can profess, we can talk about that, we can decree, but if it isn't showing in, in our character, in our response to the conflict around us, then we're not good disciples. We're supposed to be ambassadors of forgiveness, ambassadors of peace. Where do you stand in your own walk, in your own home, in your own community, and then representing whether it's blue or red, Democrat, Republican, whatever that is, is they're your brother, they're your sister. And the law is love one another as I've loved my brother and sister. And we sometimes miss the mark in that because of the rhetoric, because of what's stirring in here. And so that continual emptying out is very, very important for that vision that you and I want to see this year. And I think it's so important. So Bishop Dana, do you have a quote that might inspire us in your, because of your private time during the holidays? We might have had a little more time just to listen, to hear God speak, and then maybe it shone a light towards what we're going to walk into. Yeah, I, the quote that, well, first of all, I've been inspired over the holidays by, again, the same book I use all the time, Ron's book, which I found in it, the slip that dates it as 2001. I bought this really? at a life bookstore. And really? I, still have, I don't know. It's been chewed off. I don't know how I did that, <laughs> but I kept getting readings on it from my guides, but no specific, specific scripture. And then my blanket, which many of you in the past have been aware of, I have this huge Jesus blanket, which I've put over my lazy boy chair. So it's speaking to me as I sit on the couch. And it he has been talking to me over this break. And he's been very clear about my decision making, everything from what to watch on TV and what time to go to bed and how to hold my spirit. And the quote that he guided me to was for everyone from Revelations 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And his question to me is, I've known he's here. Why aren't I opening the door? I keep listening through the door. I think he's knocking. I think he's trying to talk to me. Maybe he'll give me a reading through the book. You know, and he's like, I am talking to you right now. Do you want to listen? And I've had some great experiences of that over the last 14 days, preparing me for actually today. He has had me watch me watch some very stressful movies instead of the, the movies that inspire me and God. He's saying, how would you handle your energy with this? Watch the main character. What would you do? And it wasn't about what movie it is. That doesn't matter. It was more like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize I had that fear there. I had that hesitation. But if the knock comes at the door, I realize I'm willing to throw all that away to rush and open the door and, and, and be led from here on out. Looks like you and God had a lot of conversations going on <laughs> during, in no, between yeah, the two holidays. I'm an alien, so... And I am inspired every time I go to Bobby's house and he has saints everywhere. So I just have big pictures that talk to me. And uh, <laughs> I found it to be so helpful to realize that God's here all the time. And it's at your door every single moment of day or night. Even last night, I couldn't sleep well. I guess I could feel what was coming. So I got up at five and it guided me to come in here and look at this work today that we're doing and just mm -hmm. sit with it. And I felt the grace come in. And again, the knock isn't always really loud. Yeah, it's a knock in the heart. And sometimes it's a knock in the head where you just realize, <laughs> I want to go this direction, but something else is telling you, no, don't do that. I know that voice very much so. Our church is doing a 21 days of prayer again. It does it twice a year. And we're doing it on Zoom because we can't enter the church because of our lockdown. And so I set my phone for 530. And the last three days, I've been up at four o'clock. And it's like, 
you know, <laughs> and my body's at peace. So it's not like, oh, I'm worried about something. It's totally at peace. And then <laughs> I kind of negotiate with it. I go, does that mean I have to get up now? <laughs> and it's always a yes, but it's like, <laughs> why do you think I, I'm his favorite son, you know, so I figure I have a little leeway there. But, it, but then I get to sit in the quietness with my candle, with my lights. And it's just like, it's like a dream come true for me. So I am preparing in that way, you know, and hopefully each of you are preparing, whether it's in the morning, at night, a prayer, a meditation, devotion, zip it, you know, and just allow that grace, that conversation to take place. Because I believe this is a, we're standing ground right now. We're building our foundation for what is today and what is to come. And we represent the, the Christed one. So we have That's to put on that armor. That space between when you hear the knock to when you hear the door is the place where all of our focus has to be. Because once the door is open, everything's beautiful, wonderful. But we sit here and negotiate and argue. I do it too. I was like, do I got to get up? It's five in the morning, you know? And they're like, I'm freezing. And they're like, well, put on your, put on your socks, <laughs> put on your robe and go in another room. And I was like moaning and groaning. And I realized, oh, my moaning and groaning from here to here is what's creating the damage in the world. I'm responsible for the turmoil because I am doing it in my mind. Oh, God, I got to go to the door. <laughs> so, Bobby, what do you say about, do you have a quote? Do you have something that has inspired you during the holidays or just your everyday living? I, well, I do have a quote that I'd like to share because it kind of matches what my experience has been of, of late. Yeah. Uh, doing a lot of angelic work. So I came across this quote, which was on page five. Of a, of a book. So, you know, sticking with my theme. Uh, <laughs> and the quote is by Arno Clemens Gablin. And, it, and it's from a book called The Angels of God. We pray for heavenly protection. We put ourselves into God's hands when we go on a journey. We commit our loved ones into his care and keeping. How little we know how graciously our prayers and our trust in him are answered in a supernatural manner by ministering angels. And I believe that's exactly what you and Bishop Dana are just teaching us about between the knock and the answering of the door. It's how much gratitude do we have? Are we still in the prayer process of emptying ourselves out? Are we not letting it happen? Are we not opening the door so that the prayer can be answered? Are we more in fear and worry than we are in trust and faith? And it's just, it's very fine, but it means, like Dana said, it means the difference between so much because every ounce of, of fear, anguish, resistance, all of that, and that we hold on to, we're contributing in a subtle but powerful way to unrest. The more we can testify and move out of un unrest inside, the more we can move into testimony and gratitude and appreciation. Even if it's like, this is really hard, but thank you, God, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's important. And that, that kind of delivery gets God's attention because God knows how hard that was just now. And you're going to get a, a response really quickly. I'm going to get a response really quickly from that kind of a prayer. And I feel like I do. I feel like because I, I'm over trying to hold it all together. I just need help. When I call out, I just need help. I love your quote, Bobby, because it resonates very well in my spirit. Number one is because it challenges me. It positions me to do the work, use the principles, use the tools that we've been taught over these years. It's like the scripture says, it's time to eat meat, not this milk anymore. Today's the day that we put into effect what we know is true in our heart, and then bring that to the world. You know, part of the Holy Spirit's role is, it says there's rivers of living water inside of us. So, which means it needs to, needs to flow out. And it doesn't mean to argue our way through it. It means to bring that grace that's going to saturate the atmosphere, the surrounding ground, and bring it and go, oh, there's a change. Oh, I need to listen now. We do so much in our effort and we don't allow the spirit to do the work that he desires, she desires for us. You know, Padre Pio, everybody knows that quote, do not have any anxiety about the future. Leave everything in God's hands, for he will take care of you. That's St. John the Baptist. It's simple. 
Spirituality should be very simple because if you are communicating with the divine, those are the whispers. We just have to lean in and just listen. And that direction will happen. But again, it's all about conditioning. I would say the good habit about prayer. Yogananda, I was reading one of his quotes about the kingdom of heaven. And he says, the kingdom of heaven is a cosmic consciousness. And God communion in deep meditation is cosmic consciousness of heavenly bliss. Then he, he responded about prayer. He said, those who succeed in communion with God where there's for those who enter into that inner silence has shut the door, pray to thy father, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, rewards them openly. In other words, he says, withdraw the mind into silence within, shut the door of the senses, pray in the secret inner transcendent divine consciousness, and God will bless you with every new bliss of his being. Support the practice of meditation. And we are all are good students. I believe we're all excellent when it comes to placing ourselves at the foot of the divine. And that act is silence, that acts as meditation, that acts as, it can be Qigong, it can be anything that brings us to this place of a divine union. And we have the tools, let's keep using them. Let's keep being blessed by the spirit because what happens in the natural happens in the supernatural. So I wanna keep that door open so that when I hear the whispers, I can say, come on in divine because that's what God is looking for us. At least that's what I believe. So Bobby, we have willfully entered it. Now, where does our focus need to be today in order to, what we're talking about, entering into that place, surrendering our will to God and just allowing grace to transform not only our world, but the world outside of us. That's a great question. Again, going back to the energy of five, one of the things about five energy is curiosity. And it's also about creativity. And it's also about our child, our childlike nature, really getting in touch with our childlike nature. And so a lot of people in our community are really working on their inner child and they're preserving that beautiful, innocent being back from a life of chaos, perhaps. But it's that inner child when it's healthy and acknowledged and put as in the, in the lap of God, we can do great things together. We can do great things because that, that creativity, that innocence and that creator space are very powerful energies because there's no, there's nothing that gets in the way of that. It's nothing can defile that. That's a Trinity. And the other thing is there's this opportunity this year more than ever, I think that we really can develop humanity and and what is humanity? Well, that's going to be something that each of us is going to have to answer for ourselves because it's going to be different for each of us. We're all at different places in our healing, in our development, in our consciousness. There is no right or wrong, but there is the possibility of ascending up the, the ladder. And when we can answer that question for ourselves, have I grown today? What does that growth look like? What's God saying to me in the innocent space of my inner child as a curious, a curious little being who's given full permission to find the appropriate kind of freedom, not, not anarchy, but freedom, which means liberation, which means peace, which means celebration of life, which means caring about my neighbor and, and wait, suspending my own action until I get some clarity, because maybe... I, maybe I'm feeling angry right now because something is stirring me, or maybe I'm feeling grief right now because something is breaking my heart. But until I can get direction with my divine and say, what do I do here? I don't know what to do. This is scary. Or this is, I'm, I feel angry. When you carve out that space to get clarity, the, the miracle can happen. Wow. Those are wise words, my friend. Many of you on this call have done the process or will be going through the process, you know, and it's all that inner work. And it's that stuff that maybe we're unaware of. We know we, we don't act the right way sometimes in communication with others or just feel shunned or forbidden or whatever it might be. And you go through the process and you discover there's that little child that was never loved or was criticized, whatever it might be. Now, as we are adults now, in a sense, these reactions to whatever's the fields in front of us, we do have a reaction to. 
And to me, like just the protests uh, today, there was a group with good intentions that they were there to protest, of course, which is our God-given freedom. We can do that. And they were praying around the White House and they were going seven. But yet then there was another group that had a different idea. So even within, they always say there's always a bad apple. And then we condemn the whole group and it's just one specific. So like us in our families, you could say, well, there's one bad apple. It's that consciousness that we don't rise above and say, but that person still has light. That's a person that still loves. I still love God and I love that person, my neighbor, even though they're acting out. It's like a little child. If you're a parent, your kid can have a tantrum, but you're still going to love them. and You're going to wait until they settle down and hopefully, and then everything will go back to normal. Well, it's the same way here. For me, it's the, whichever it is, we are sheep, all one sheep. And we hear the, the shepherd's voice. So when we go to that place, we're still tuning in. God, what, how should I respond? And maybe my response is just to be in silence and pray. But it can be an anchoring tool for all of us. But thank you, Bobby. Appreciate that. So Dana, is there another quote or a reading that you would like to share with us that can also anchor us into this brand new year? Yeah, that was, it's funny, Padre, because it's just coming as we're sitting here. And it was um, Matthew, I forget what the, the actual, the number is, but it was like when two or more are gathered in my name and I'm here with you. Now, I, I take that to be something a little different in the sense of that space I was talking about between having the knock and opening the door. Yeah. That is the space where I have to decide two or more are gathered. Mm. Me and guides, me and God, me. Because this space in between, we keep selfishly thinking it's my time and my world and I get to do what I want. And that's where the, we sin or miss the mark. Because it's not that I open the door and I'm good. It's what am I doing before the calling and the opening mm. of the door myself. And what we need to do then is find that truth of what it is. For me, it's stillness. My guidance has been telling me like from my surgery, you got to go deeper into the stillness and the light is present in the high heart. And instead of feeling a huge passion, I feel the presence guiding me how to walk to open the door. And that creates a wave that goes out. See, our actions have consequences. Me going, I don't want to. Okay, I'll open the door. Splash. And me going, oh, how do I get up? How do I walk? What's the blessing I do? That's all going to come from the stillness place, not a decision that I'm making. Because I'll be wanting to do something as opposed to listening how to be the flow, how to be the flower opening. I mean, all these things in nature that we adore are in stillness. And so I'm, I'm going deeper into what that message was from Jesus about how to be forward. It isn't just getting together and holding hands and praying in a prayer circle. That's a good thing, too. I want to really encourage everybody to be more involved with each other, whether it's in Zoom like this. The more we gather together, that's true. But I think that two or more is always you're never alone. Mm-hmm. If you start thinking you're alone, then, of course. It, it's so hard. It's like what Bobby was saying. It's just overwhelming in those moments and you want to give up. But this is the transformative year. I really feel like this is the time that all of us can gather up this, this valuable jewels that you guys have been passing out about how to be connected and live it rather than believe in it. Mm. That's faith is when you're doing the action, not believing in the action. That means you're still arguing all the way to the door. People's beliefs are their agitation and emotions. The faith is the actual connection. I could believe that electricity is going to turn on my light here, but if I don't click it and I don't take action, it doesn't come on. And I have to be the one in correct action to make that happen. And I think that's what we're all looking at this next year. Wow. I do believe that. What you just described is what one thing can shift us to where we are now. And I might even use the term, what can shift us where we are today (laughs) to where we will be tomorrow? Because there's going to be other bad news. Jesus said there's going to be conflict around us. But as a good shepherd, I'll take care of you. Listen to my voice, which has to be in the silence, and follow me. Follow my words. And to me, 
that's my salvation. That's my, my healing is when I can hear the voice of the shepherd and say, it's okay. So today I was really being grounded in that, even though the world was observed, I was observing, but I would not go with that energy because I could feel it. One and say, come on, Padre, I'll take you for a walk today. <laughs> and then I'll get drowned in the chaos around us. So Bobby, what one thing can shift us? What in your paradigm, what in your toolbox can you share with us that help us to ground more? Well, I have two quotes if you don't mind me starting with that. Sure, feel free. Uh, one, one is 2 Timothy one seventeen. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Wow. So that's one. And then the other one is Psalm 119 to 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And I feel like we have to start anchoring in on these promises. Because if we look at our lives, we've all done the best we can. We really have. It's not a it's not a race to the finish. It's it's really about growing where we're where we are and growing in a right spirit, not just using our energy to get wrapped up in anything, any kind of big energy that's happening around us. And it's really up to ourselves to start seeing that I could really feel very passionate about something, but that my expression of that passion could be like Dana was saying, get up at 5 a.m. and just start anchoring in on how I'm feeling and clearing those feelings and seeing if it's attached to somebody. Maybe, maybe I'm being drawn in prayer or in consciousness to, to reach out energetically to somebody that I love and care about or somebody who's trying to get my attention because they know that if they can join me in the ethers together, we can ascend into the heavens. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll unite our consciousness in that moment. I'm a big believer in intercessory prayer. I've seen the miracle of that so many times. I'm a big believer in just in praying without ceasing. I'm also a big believer in letting God lead the way because I have no idea. My own understanding. I know where that can take me. And it's often not in the in the best possible place. Not that I'm denying that I have that ability to do good things and have a clear mind, but I would rather do a check and balance even because I know how easy it is to be part of a manipulation in my own, just in my own awareness. My little yes. ego is as strong as anybody else's. <laughs> so I want to make sure I'm asking three times. Maybe this year I'll ask five. <laughs> I think you're on the up, Bobby. <laughs> I really do. The spirit has spoken. Remember last year, I think, or the year before, you gave us this beautiful quote, thank God for everything. I think this year it's going to be, I'm going to do it five times. That's spiritual <laughs> discipline. And it's catchy, but yet I believe it's the spirit saying, let's do that. Let's commit to that point. Because for me, you know, the Holy Spirit will remind us of that thought that you just gave us. To me, it's a seed planet, a reminder, stay on course obey, listen, and then do the action. And that action might be zip it. <laughs> let it dissolve. We have anger, let it just dissolve in us because the Holy Spirit's there to do that. Otherwise, the verbalize it is like, well, now it's going out to ether and multiply. And I don't want those things to multiply anymore. So that's our agreement to the goodness of God. I have a quote from St. Teresa of Avila. I love her, her books. And it's very simple. And her Her writings are very simple. And she talked about, and my vision for celebrating life is let's get back to our prayer closet. This is where the formation is. This is where the root is. And we can build from there because I believe we chose another cave, another home, another relationship to fill that space. And prayer is, which is called relationships. We need to emphasize that because I want to follow the creator of the universe. He created all of us. And all of us sometimes spin in our own orbit. We need to get back into the the oneness of all, the great I am presence. In St. Teresa, she talked about people who pray and value prayer. And also, she also emphasizes play. There's got to be the yin and the yang. And her, her quote, which I love, it's all about me right now. It says, when I fast, I fast. When I eat a partridge, I eat a partridge. And to me, that's both of my worlds. I love getting up early, doing the 21 days of prayer. I love that, but I also like to eat. And both things are have value in it. 
but it's also about the balance. But just be true to yourself. Because if we're true to ourselves, then I'm going to allow, use my language, that crazy person, that person that's out of control right now to be. Because he's, he, she is in a different universe. But I want my universe, the presence, to take over. Not me, but take over. And it could be one word, and that atmosphere will change. So we have that ability because the Holy Spirit was within us. And we need to share that experience more and more with others. One other quote, Dana, do you before? And I think we're going to do a, a different way of praying tonight. But Bishop Dana. Yeah, I've just been guided to a couple pages here out of, a, and I'm going to tie them together in, so they match, but keep it simple. So it's just Genesis 1 3, let there be light, and there was light. Mm. Now, what does that mean? I'm going to switch to Dojan uh, Buddhism. And in Dojan Buddhism, the, there's three different paths slow, middle, and fast. And Dojan is the fast path, a little bit like in traditional, progressive, and mystic in Christianity. It's like the mystic path. And they have a word called Tawa, it's the view of Dojan. It's a kind of faith. And in the teaching, if one remains conditioned by faith, it means they're not yet in the true conviction of let there be light. To be, you know, you must not be conditioned by anything, not even by the teaching, the practice, the rituals, the beliefs, and so on. You must only discover the real condition just as it is. Discovery does not mean letting oneself be, let oneself be conditioned, but rather emerging from one's limits like a little bird that finally flies out of its cage and starts flying wherever it wishes. And to me, that translates into experiencing love. And the only way you can truly experience the light and let there be light and let there be love is that you have to face the fears that are coming from limiting concepts that are stopping you from having what's natural in your heart, which is God's love and releasing those things. And then one does let there be light. And that kind of goes back to what you were talking about with the people who did the process. That's an age old thing that's coming forever. Jesus faced his fears. He sat in the garden of Gethsemane at the worst time about everything. And he had his breakdown and he let the light come in again. He faced his fear and understand, I chose to drink from this cup. I chose to be on this planet now. I know I chose to be here while these things are happening. So I either choose to be decidedly connected from that moment of the knock to answering the door and letting the light happen, or I choose to let conditions and beliefs and my fears make me be false as I open that door. And I don't really receive the light and love that's being offered by the presence. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm looking at it, I'm waving at it, but I'm not breathing it into me and then glowing it. So I'm assuming that all of us this year, this is our gift. This is our, this is our call. There couldn't be a worse time in humanity where you can say, oh, it's a reset button. No, we get past this year and go to the next one. It's like, wow, we really want to, to make a change here. And no matter which way we're looking, there is, there is all the opportunity to really face what's inside rather than projected outside. And therefore, then we can do like you said, Padre, we can see those lost lambs. We can see the people that are hurting. And we understand how to be that presence with them rather than push them away or fix them or name them something. Or you know, it's, <laughs> it's about being shepherds ourselves. Does that mean I'm, I name myself here? So I don't know if I'm one of those. <laughs> no, into... no. I, that, that's, that's a, that's a declaration. That's, a, that's <laughs> okay. It's, it's not a label. What right. I'm talking about is when we get into this place of labeling others or labeling ourselves as a victim. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And it's my love is mine. Yeah, my love is mine to find, and I have to find that stillness inside and find the places that I am doubting myself and concepts I've been taught from wherever, yeah. from culture, from my parents. It doesn't really matter. Nobody's to blame. I'm the one holding the concept. Do I want to let this go and realize this is a safe place to live? This is a beautiful time to be alive. Every yeah. breath matters. My heart is beating right now. Amen. And I believe in one accord. We talk about tools, principles that we all can live by. And, and many on this call tonight are facing life-threatening diseases that could be on their deathbed. And if I was to ask them to, what are they experiencing now when their life matters? It's like their life can be short, could be next week they could pass away. 
they're making sure their prayers count. They're making sure that the passion that they're praying with and the communion with God to maybe it's not even to save their life, but to be a blessing still to the air, the animals, the persons around them, their community, whatever it might be, their truth matters right now. So when we pray, let's pray in that same spirit that our lives matter. Other people's lives matter. So I know we pray for each one here on this call. Our community prays every day for me twice a day for all the prayer requests that come in. And I appreciate that because it, to me, it's a, it's a joy because, and I really feel that sense of, and this is my interpretation and might not be yours, but celebrating life during this prayer time, this prayer bowl, this prayer portal, especially when you write in to those and with for us, our community, Mary Swanson's list, but also on our, our community page, we have prayer requests to come in. We pray for them daily, but it's actually a portal. And right now that portal seems to be alive and it does hear our prayers. I just heard someone I just talked to the other day that put a prayer request in for a person they were praying for and they were in the hospital with COVID. Next day they were out of the hospital and it's like, what happened? They, they couldn't believe it. But it, in a moment, but they put the prayer in our prayer basket. So believe in the miracles that are there because the miracles are within us. But how do we pray? How do we support? I really believe matters to all of us. And so tonight, even though, not even though, tonight we're starting a brand new year. And so get ready to be blessed. So why don't I just generally open with a prayer so we're all aligned with the spirit. So thank you, O Lord, our God, for the richness. Thank you, our blessed mother, for for the whispers of heaven. Thank you, angels and saints, for leading us to this place of peace, the peace that passes all understanding. And may our lives reside in the very love of God, ourselves, and our brothers, our sisters. May the abundance of heaven be blessed through you, and you be the blessing to those around you. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Well, there was the sweetness of heaven. I know each of you are blessed, but this is an extraordinary evening in all our lives. And this will mark us when we go to heaven, when we become heaven, when the veil is lifted, Jesus will say, Yeshua will say, Mary will say, I saw you there. I saw you making a commitment to the laws of heaven. And the heavens will rejoice on your behalf. So in closing, Bobby, Dane, and I are going to do a general prayer for all of you, for the state of the world, just to call it to a close or to a circle so we can embrace the divine presence. So if Bobby, if you would lead, then Dana and I will follow The Rose of Sharon grew on fertile earth to heal and restore all of us this day. This rose is also a bread and a way and a light and a sacrifice. This is true love, Jesus, who is opening his tender, merciful heart to each and every one of us now, offering to be there as counselor, as witness, as confessor, as healer, as beloved, as friend, just for the asking. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, as it's always been said, it's always darkest before the light. We know that you're with us regardless of the darkest hour, through the dark night of the soul, whether it's through individual, community, economic, environmental, we know there's a reshuffling, there's a opening. Also, as a flower opens, sometimes that pain is happening right before the petals open in its full glory. So we can feel that we're past that darkest point 
and we're moving now as a consciousness, as a heart connection, more into you and what you offer. Shine upon all of those ill, all of those suffering, all of those in fear, all of those in anger and disbelief. Treat everyone equally as we are all stars in your sky. We thank you for your grace and your love. Thank you for the coming light. Amen. Father of lights, release your heavenly realm, the angels, the saints, the light beings, and really transcend people into visions and dreams. Take them to heaven as they sleep tonight and bring them new body parts, creative miracles in the name of Jesus. Sickness, disease dissolves through this brilliant light. And just shower them with your holiness, with your peace that passes all understanding. And Father, just fill their, the atmosphere right now in their homes for the glory of God, the Shekinah glory of God will make its bed with you tonight. I thank you, O Lord our God, for the release of miracles, signs and wonders, defeating all sickness, all disease, all infection. And I command now the muscles, the ligaments, the bones to go back in the place for those that are not adjusted, or even if we need replacements right now in the name of Jesus, let these replacements in the spirit through the angels be upon you right now, doing divine surgery, divine healing. The entities of the CASA are available to each of us for divine surgery. I thank you, O Lord our God, for Padre Peels, our blessed mothers, Padre Ranras, St. Therese, St. Ignatius, they're all with us and will be with us as we sleep tonight for your glorious presence resides within our soul, within our body. And we bless our community, our country, our government, the world itself, for it's holy unto you, for you create us in the image as the likeness of the divine. May the light of Christ, may the love of Christ be with you. And may the good Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and grant you his peace. Shalom, the fullness of God. And I bless you as your Padre, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So be it. Namaste. Happy New Year, everyone.